We are embracing the gratitude challenge. And I want to talk to you today about the great Thanksgiving and give you a chance to express it today and particularly tonight. I am very, very deeply grateful these days because I've been hearing from so many people, so many of you in ways that I do not deserve and that fill me up. And I just want to say thank you. Um, one of the people that I heard from is my friend Mike, and he was telling me about a, a couple of things that help him with gratitude. They were so helpful, I wanted to pass them on to you. One of them is more scientific. The social sciences talk about what they call the peak end effect, that uh, the two moments that you are most likely to remember when you uh, see a great show, when you listen to a great sermon, possibly, possibly, possibly when you listen to these words right here, are the peak moment, the most memorable, the most surprising, but then also the end. What happens at the end uh, has a very powerful impact on us. Psychologists will talk about the difference between the experiencing self, when I'm actually going through something, and then the remembering self, what it is that I take away from that. And gratitude is powerful in both dimensions, but it's worth paying attention to the remembering self. This impact is so strong, Michael doesn't mentioned this in his email, but it's a study that I happen to remember that involves colonoscopies. Excuse me for mentioning that. If you haven't had one yet, be grateful. If you have, be grateful that they invented them. Anyway, they divided people up into two groups. Uh, both of them had at least, you know, 30 minutes of the procedure. Another group had a final minute added on, but it was a minute of minimal discomfort. So that group had all the discomfort of the first group so plus one additional minute. However, because that last minute was the least uncomfortable, they actually rated the whole procedure as better, less uncomfortable than the people whose procedure was shorter, but ended on a harder note. So, uh, we tend very much to take away with us from an experience the last part of it. And what that means, Michael said, is I find it very helpful when I come to the end of my day to be thankful. And I was thinking of a statement in the Psalms where the psalmist says, the whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders, where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth sounds of joy. And particularly, I think, in the early morning to begin the day and then uh, at the end of the evening to end the day to greet God with thanksgiving. Thanks that you've given me another day. Thank you for this world. That might be the peak right there, just looking at those leaves. Uh, at the end of the day, God, what it is that you did for me, that's a wonderful thing. But then I want to tell you something else that Mike mentions. Um, and this one is much more personal. He says, how my dad has taught me the value of small bits of gratitude. Uh, his dad, about two years ago, uh, had a care crisis, and Michael brought him from Montana to another state to live with him. Here's what Michael says. He is 90, has Alzheimer's, cannot remember anything. Having him live with me has been remarkable in several ways, but one of the most impactful has been seeing the world through his eyes and personally marinating over 24 months in the way he is grateful for every little thing. He cannot remember anything in the past, and he cannot contemplate the future. Instead, he simply notices the present. 
When I take him for a walk, he will comment on how beautifully blue the sky is that day, or how lovely the leaves on a tree look, or note the sound of birds, or laugh at a passing child on a bike. If I walk alone, I might be absorbed in a podcast or thinking about work. For him, he truly is a living, walking example of Jesus' exhortation to consider the lilies of the field or the birds of the air and wonder at the goodness of God. Experiencing his simple life as he loses his cognitive abilities has been transformative for me. When I brought him here, I did so mostly out of a sense that it was the right thing to do. I had never contemplated that it would end up being a blessing and how much the Lord could heal and teach me through him, even as his mind and body wither. The Great Thanksgiving is an invitation that is offered to uh, believers in Jesus, to all human beings, to celebrate what God does in the simplest kind of way. The way that Michael is describing in his father, the way that children do. And if we cannot become like them, we cannot enter into the kingdom. Um, this is from a book called The Psychology of Gratitude. In Judaism and Christianity, simple prayers of thanksgiving are exalted as paragons of gratitude. Virtually all Christian denominations build into their services a structured time for prayers of thanksgiving to God. But it is interesting how often when groups gather to prayer, prayers asking God for something tend to run much longer than prayers thanking God for something. In the liturgy of the Lutheran Church, once the offering and communion bread and wine are brought forward to the altar, the minister enunciates what's called in the Lutheran Book of Worship, the Great Thanksgiving. I love that title. The minister says, well, the Lord be with you, and the congregation says, also with you. The minister says, lift up your hearts, and the congregation says, we lift them up to the Lord, and what a great thing it is to have a lifted up heart, and gratitude does that for us. And then the minister says, let us give thanks to the Lord our God. And the congregation says, it is right to give him thanks and praise. And the minister says, it is indeed right and salutary. It's fitting, it's appropriate, it is good for us, and it is just. It matches the warp and the woof of the world that we did not create. That we should at all times and in all places offer thanks to God. At all times, in all places, like my friend Mike's dad is doing. And you and I can do. And how sad it is that we think that somebody else is losing their cognitive abilities. I was reading this week Oliver Sacks' book, his final book. Oliver Sacks, you might know, is a uh, was a neurologist, a great doctor, and a profound writer. And his final book is simply called Gratitude. In an earlier book of his, The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat, that I read many, many years ago, he tells at the beginning the story of a man that had Korsakoff syndrome. 
so that he was unable to consolidate short-term memories into long-term memories. Every time he would read a magazine, it would be as if it were for the first time. Every day when he looked in the mirror to shave, he would be shocked that he was looking at the face of an old man. And Oliver Sacks said that he asked the nuns, this was at a Catholic hospital one time, do you think he has a soul? And that they were greatly offended by this question. And they took Oliver Sacks one day to the chapel and they watched as this man who through his whole life had received the Eucharist. Uh, Eucharist is the Greek word for thanks the meal of thanks to God, the last supper for the blood that was shed and the body that was broken. And they they had Oliver Sacks look at how this man's face became suddenly composed and how his body, which was so often disturbed and agitated and troubled during the day, was at peace as he gave thanks for this gift. And they said, oh, yes, he has a soul. So now today is the day of the great thanksgiving. And I want, and I want to invite you today to walk through life the way that Mike's dad does as much as possible. Forgetting what is behind, as the Apostle Paul said, and trusting God for what will come after right now, observing. That's a gift, and that's a gift, and that's a gift. God, thank you. God, thank you. God, thank you. God, would you prompt generosity in me so that I might give to other people in a little tiny echo of the way that you give to me. Thank you, God. And then tonight, when you go to bed, when the day fades, pause. Make your last thought a thought of gratitude. Make your last word a word of thanksgiving. As my friend Quig used to say, we have a lot to be grateful for. Thanks for joining us. To receive the emails that go along with each video, visit becomenew.me slash subscribe. If you'd like a text alert whenever a new video is posted, text the word become to the phone number 855-888-0444. You can send prayer requests to that number as well. To invite a friend, just share the link becomenew.me. We'll see you next time.